0: the following is a CSPN media podcast presentation
1: let me tell you about who deserves a shot the United States have Let's it. Hear it. I'm the champion I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW, and I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy, Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute, El Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here, please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 Who difference. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy, because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious contenders.
0: Hypnosis, let's get through. Psychosis, psychosis,
1: Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler,
2: you know. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestlecast. This is episode 258. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my returning SmackDown Madness correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet.
3: Hey, hey. Hey.
2: What's going on, Miss Dee?
3: Oh nothing, friend. I had to go scout the new talent in some parts unknown. So ah, but I'm back. Good. And, and good. yeah. And one nothing out there for me, but I had to go check.
2: Okay. Yeah. Doing your due diligence. That's that's always worthwhile.
3: hmm
2: The WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can check us out on the web at CSPN.us. You can also support the WrestleCast by clicking on that tab that says keep our podcast free at the top of the page on CSPN.us. Do some shopping with Blue Apron. Get some meals sent to your home. Help stay on your diet. And you don't have to do as many, you know, grocery shopping and all that stuff. All you have to do is click on Blue Apron, sign up. You'll get $30 off your first purchase. So save some trips to the grocery store. Stay on your diet. And help out the podcast by signing up for Blue Apron through cspn.us. So, Miss Didi Jonay, I've got some news mm-hmm. that is very particular to you. Ooh, okay. Remember back at SummerSlam? Okay. This, this happened, and I don't think you saw this, but you might have, when the intersection of your present and past met in the ring. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I
2: saw it. When Edge speared Elias during his performance.
3: Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I did not see it live. I saw it on the Twitters, but I saw it. Right. Yes, yes.
2: Well, there was more than that than meets the eye, because Edge has signed a new deal, and he's been cleared Uh. to wrestle by the WWE. Uh. Mm. So what I'm thinking is he'll just do, like, you know, the WrestleMania, SummerSlam, big stuff.
3: Mm, I think that's probably as it should be.
2: (laughs) Right. So don't be mad if he comes back just in time to get some of this Saudi Arabia money.
3: Uh-huh. oh yeah those people well I mean listen it is spooky season and ain't a country very much spookier than that <laughs> well besides us we we pretty damn spooky too but
4: yeah right,
2: right. but yep so that was the big news earlier this week Edge has been cleared to wrestle he went to go see the, Dr. Joseph Marone up in Pittsburgh he is like the number one concussion and you know head injury doctor He's a guy that Dale Earnhardt Jr. swears by. They actually wrote a book oh. together, and that's like a bestseller. So they're taking all the precautions to make sure that he's good to go, but everything looks like, you know, he's going to be able to do it with some limitations, of course, another match or two.
3: Well, that's nice. That's wonderful. I'm happy for him.
2: Now we'll turn our thoughts and. Commentary to Hell in a Cell. I'd like to thank everybody who showed up and participated in the live tweet in the hashtag cast in the cell this past Sunday night. As always, we appreciate all of the fans in the community sharing their pro wrestling commentary with color. On the hashtag say no to pre shows, Lacey Evans faced off against Natalia. Natalya, she went for the, I mean, excuse me, Lacey Evans went for the Marrow Salt. Of course, she missed it. Natalia locks on the sharpshooter, and Natalia gets the win. Nothing to see here. Standard, <laughs> you know, standard match. Lacey Evans doing Lacey Evans things. Main show kicks off right off the gate with the bang. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks raw women's title hell in a cell match the ladies were very creative in this match Um, they did some very interesting spots with chairs and kendo sticks some very interesting bumps were taken in this match as well but Sasha throws some chairs in she piles them up she follows with repeated chair shots on Becky she heads up top and she poses to the crowd that's when Becky cuts her off with the chair shot Becky follows her up she hits a Avalanche exploder onto the chairs. Then he transitions into the disarmer, and Sasha Banks taps, and Becky retains the Raw Women's title. Ew. Yeah, it wasn't the most popular decision amongst the wrestling fans in the arena or in the live tweet or just in general. <laughs> Next match, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. They face off against Luke Harper and Eric Rowan in a tornado tag team match. Daniel Bryan hits the shotgun and drop kicks on Luke Harper, then he takes him up top and Harper counters the Hurricane Rana into a superpower bomb for a two count. Then Luke Harper follows with Dragon Suplexes, but Daniel Bryan counters back. We get the Superman punch, followed by the Busaku knee and the spear by Roman and Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. They get the win. After the match, Daniel and Roman, they tease shaking hands, but Daniel Bryan pulls back. Then he offers Roman a hug, and they hug it out. I was hoping for a turn. I was hoping for a
4: continuation
2: (laughs) of the story. I was hoping the big redhead man would get a chance to show back up, just for the sake of Miss Didi Jaunet. But looks like they put this to bed.
3: Yeah, they clearly have decided that he wasn't a thing, and it didn't mean anything. I don't agree with it, but... yeah. Can he
2: wrestle? Is the question. <laughs> it's like, the dude that big, can he wrestle? Can he do something?
3: I mean, even if he can't wrestle, he should be able to be like that other guy, that Tyson Fury guy. right? And be able to fight at least. Like bring something to the proceedings I would think
2: and then at this point folks there's nothing else left to see here this pay-per-view just totally went (laughs) down off the cliff Charlie interviews Seth Rollins says that he's not sure how to prepare for tonight he's never encountered anything like the fiend and tonight will be a test but he will be ready he will survive and he will burn it to the ground So Randy Orton and Ali, they set up a match and now they're going to have it. Ali misses the 450, rolls through, hits the tornado DDT. The 450 misses again. Orton hits the draping DDT. Orton celebrates and the RKO is countered and Ali cradles him for a two count. The ends by Ali follows but he rolls right into an RKO and Randy Orton gets the win. Mm. Slow, boring, Randy Orton match. And remember when Ali was like cool and up and coming?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That ain't ain't happening no more.
3: Aww.
2: Then beat his ass like a drum between Nakamura and now Randy Orton. (laughs) All those 205 Live guys have been getting, they got those big wins like uh, Cedric beat AJ. Uh, Mm -hmm. Buddy Murphy beat Daniel Bryan and Mm -hmm. I forgot who Ali beat but they all got like those big wins kind of around the same time and after that ain't got shit Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross they defended their WWE Women's Tag Team titles against the Kabuki Warriors oh this was a little sunshine right here we did kind of get a little uptick in this part uh, Kari Sane counters the purge. She hits an Alabama slam and heads up top. The insane elbow drop eats the knees and the antarctic suplex follows until Asuka makes the save. Asuka takes out Alexa Bliss. She tags in and then she lays in kicks on Nikki. We get the Kawada kicks, but then Nikki cuts her off with a clothesline. Asuka spits the mist into Nikki's face. She hits a head <laughs> kick and we have new. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions
3: yes it feels correct they're evil they're not evil that's racism
2: no for real they turned heel there's a double time oh. in the match
3: oh well, I mean that's fine
2: yeah, well, it'll be more clear on Monday Night Raw, but remember I told you this, like, a month ago? How, like, Alexa yeah. was becoming a baby face?
3: But yeah. How her
2: wrestling style was changing? Oh, uh,
3: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Everybody's like,
3: so Elizabeth was supposed to be a face? I'm like,
2: yeah, <laughs> y'all didn't see that shit a month ago? But anyway.
3: I think we were all waiting for her to, like,
2: Turn on Nikki. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and totally missed.
3: The... I mean, it's not like we don't have precedent. Like, come on. Uh,
2: yeah, she, she threw the swerve out there that time. The Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman, they faced off against the OC. AJ Styles puts Strowman in the calf crusher. Eric makes to save. It breaks down into the big move by Faye. Strowman is chopped block and the OC gets DQ'd for Sam's favorite reason, kicking too much ass. <laughs> After the match, the Viking Raiders take out the Good Brothers while Braun lays out Styles with a KO shot to tease a match with Tyson Fury. Street Profits are here. They'll hype in the pay-per-view in the upcoming draft. And in the midst of this interaction, Carmella loses the 24-7 championship to Tamina.
3: <laughs> that's like her first championship right <laughs>
2: Yep. Baron Corbin cuts the promo says he's disappointed to have to face Chad Gable again he says he put the rock in his place he demands respect he runs down Gable with short jokes how original he says Gable can <laughs> never beat him there's more short jokes and then he ends up calling Chad Gable Shorty Gable
3: Oh, that's clever.
2: So, King Corbin versus Chad Gable. Corbin hits an apron choke slam. He grabs a scepter. The ref takes it and that allows Chad Gable to cradle Baron Corbin and get the win. You can take a sip Mm. there for it because it was technically a distraction.
3: We do enjoy a distraction.
2: (laughs) So, Tamina, she's running from all of the women in the back 24-7 ladies Uh, they come out and that's actually what happens is So they're doing the part of the show where they're doing you know Japanese announcers German announcers you know French announcers
4: Mm
2: -hmm. so they're doing that and then so during that announcement part she runs out and then uh, R-Truth is chasing her and she ends up running to the Japanese table and she grabs Funaki and she's using Funaki as a shield between her and R-Truth and then Carmella <laughs> comes from the other side, super kicks her, but R Truth pins her, and R Truth wins the title back. <laughs> These two. Bailey and Charlotte smackdown women's title match. Uh Charlotte hit the big boot to figure eight and Bailey tapped, and Charlotte is your new champion. Okay. Bailey had the chance to win here. She is going to use the ropes. She gets Charlotte in a cradle and she puts her feet on the ropes. But instead of using the middle ropes, like all good heels do, she put mm-hmm. her feet on a very tippy top rope. Of course, the ref is going to see you. <laughs> so after the match, Bailey is just in the ring crying. So I think we're going to have the official, like, all the way heel transformation for Bailey coming up.
3: Yay!
2: Uh, Chad Gable's in the back doing the interview. He's talking about Baron Corbin coming up short tonight. He proved himself and he says that he is the bigger man. Baron Corbin comes from the blind side, lays him out, throws him out into like a hallway or something. And now the main event of the evening. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend WWE Universal title Hell in a Cell match. This was going good. This was going really good actually until the fiend grabs a Gallagher light sledgehammer <laughs> but Seth super kicks the fiend and then he gives the fiend a blackout onto the sledgehammer Didi, this thing mm. was cartoonish
3: Aww. It was so bad
2: back in we get a springboard knee then we get another springboard knee but the fiend is still up we get a super kick and we get Three blackouts. Crowd is starting to boo a little bit. Mm. The fiend is back up. Seth hits a pedigree and another blackout for one count. Seth hits another super kick and like four or five more blackouts. Crowd is really starting to pick up the booze. Seth gets a chair. He nails the fiend with the chair shot. He covers them and gets a one count. Seth gets a ladder. He lays it on the face of the fiend and then he hits the ladder with the chair and he covers it. He only gets a two count. Seth then grabs a kendo stick and a toolbox. He uses <laughs> the toolbox to hit the ladder on the face of the fiend several times to even louder boobs. <laughs> Seth then gets a triple H approved sledgehammer. The ref stops him. He's like, Seth, Don't do this. This is not who you are. You know, think about what you're going to do. Seth pauses. (laughs) Then he hits the pile of carnage on the face of the fiend with the sledgehammer anyway. And the match is stopped or he gets disqualified. And oh my God. (sighs) (laughs) They totally killed the hell in the cell. They killed The Fiend. They killed Seth Rollins. They killed Sacramento as a wrestling town.
3: <laughs>
2: they did a number on so many things with this main event. So they're raising up the cell, of course, because, you know, they got to check on The Fiend now. So mm-hmm. we're getting... The crowd is chanting bullshit. The crowd is chanting A.E.W. So they get the damn, you know, they rush the damn EMTs down there and shit, and they're grazing the cell. And then that's when the fiend attacks Seth, lays him out, mm-hmm. and then while he's attacking them, the fans are chanting, restart the match.
4: Restart the match.
2: <laughs> fiend hits Sister Abigail on the floor. Give Seth mm-hmm. the mandible claw. Seth is like bleeding mm-hmm. from the mouth, and the mm-hmm. crowd is just chanting like AEW, AEW. After mm-hmm. the show, when the lights are, you know, have the, you know, hey, thank you for coming out, and they've turned up the lights. Yeah, people are chanting refund. <sighs> Sean Waltman on the WWE Network on their watch along was like, Excuse me, I know they probably won't ask me back to another one of these, but how do you freaking get disqualified in the hell in the cell?
3: <laughs> Which is a valid question. <sighs> the inquiring minds would want to know.
2: This was bad. <laughs> this was when Roman won the Royal Rumble back. Mm. you know how they shit on that and the rock with, got caught up in that and how his face looked when all the people was booing yeah it was that level bad but the difference Shh. was in 2016 or 17 when that happened mm-hmm. the fans just kind of had to bend over and take it not this time not in 2019 cause man they was chanting AEW so loud and so fast when that shit fucking was happening they started booing Seth like after like that first round of damn super kicks and blackouts then they people started shitting on his ass it was bad so apparently they didn't have an out for the match they didn't have the idea that I thought one time I gave them something for free they could have used and everybody would have been okay with it I thought the Undertaker was going to come down there and fuck with The Fiend because of what he did to Kane. Mm. You know, logic. Get out of the match. If you're not going to give The Fiend the belt, then why even have him in the match? Mm mm-hmm. And the people came to see The Fiend win the belt. They're, I think they're about done with Seth Rollins as the champion. At least those people in Sacramento anyway. But yeah, so apparently, of course, this was a Vince McMahon day of the show decision there was apparently another finish that you know people probably thought would be a little bit better but uh
4: mm-hmm. yeah, of
2: course the chairman gets what he wants and uh, yeah it got shit on I wish you could have saw this so you could understand the level of how bad this was this Aww. is bad this is bad so then we had to turn around and come back again for Monday Night Raw and they did the best they could to be like, mm, nothing happened. Hell in the Cell made a
4: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> when the show comes on, we don't get no highlights of what happened like we usually do for pay-per-views. We just see Orton and Baron Corbin beating down Rusev in the ring. While the beatdown wow. is going on, Bobby Lashley pops up on the screen. He's wearing Rusev's robe. He's in Rusev's bedroom. Lana arrives. Lana claims that she owns all of their stuff. And she basically stolen Rusev's money. Orton and Corbin are laughing at Rusev. Rusev gets pissed and he starts beating their ass. He slams Corbin Mm -hmm. off the steps. Then he hits Orton and Corbin with the steps. He then posts Orton and tells him to laugh now before kicking Corbin in the face and then mm. Oscar kicks Orton as well. Alright. So yeah, so we got um, you know Bobby Lashley up here with with this man's wife in his bed in his mm. room in his robe. mm, mm.
4: mm, mm.
3: Him and his little ashy spirit with his ashy body. I guess. That's what
2: she's into. The Lacey Evans cuts supremo, promo. Says that she will take out the trash. Natalia tonight. So we have Lacey <laughs> Lacey Evans versus Natalia. Last woman standing match. Lacey slams Natty into the set. So you know the new raw set is curved, right? It's got like Yeah. So when she she so she runs Natty into the bottom of it and Natty yeah, slides, slides down. down it like a <laughs> fucking kid. It was so funny.
3: Uh-huh.
2: So after she finishes slamming her into the set, she slams her into the announce table. Evans clears off the announce table, they fight onto the table, as Lacey Evans hits Suplex. Evans tosses her into the set again. Natalia fights back with a suplex of her own. Natty then power bombs Lacey off the stage through a table, which gets Natalia yeah. the win.
3: Yeah, she did.
2: I actually want <laughs> to try to do that slide down the Raw set.
3: <laughs> I mean, it did look like a lot of fun.
2: Alistair Black, he's in his little room. He says he's looking for a fight. And he wants someone to knock on his door. Oh, 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 oh. Did you see this? Tell me you saw this. Hmm. Tell me you saw hmm. Dominic last week. Mm-mm. Dominic got beat up by Brock Laster last week.
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that.
2: <sighs> Do you know how ignorant I was acting in my house at midnight? I
3: know you were week? happy because you're rude. <laughs> Because you're a rude human being, that's why.
2: I was like, man, my DD is not going to be here for me to be able to tell her how ecstatic I was. It was even better than if Samoa Joe would have done it.
3: <laughs> that's terrible. You yeah, know, I saw it because that was the reason why the other guy, his apparent goddad, came by.
2: Right, right, right.
3: Yeah, I saw it.
2: Okay, all
3: right. Ray trying to cover up on his big ass little son. Like, you can't cover him. He's touched his eyes.
2: It just felt my, fear, my spirit feel good that finally something I've been wanting from WWE <laughs> came to me.
3: Isn't it nice when it happens?
2: Yes, yes. Doesn't happen often, but when they do, they deliver it in a much bigger way than I even imagined. <laughs>
3: You're like it's so much more than I could have hoped
4: for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Street Prophets, they're backstage. They're recapping stuff. They hype the draft, which starts on Friday. Then they do a drafts a draft scouting report mentioning Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, and Drake Maverick. It was funny because uh, <laughs> they get to the Drake Maverick and he was like, Yeah, the year old version, like Steve Current. <laughs> and Montez was like he ain't no aversion, man. He just ain't consummated his marriage.
4: And <laughs> Angelo <laughs> Dawkins
2: was like, man, if he knew what he was doing, he would have been doing. <laughs> it's like, what? Go ahead, Angelo. Uh, we get highlights of the Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury angle from SmackDown on Fox. Charlie interviews Tyson Fury. Fury says Braun tried to make a fool out of him, and he just wants an apology. The Glorious Showoffs face the Viking Raiders. Eric and Ivar they hit Thor's hammer onto Dolph Ziggler, and they get the win. Long match with a very anticlimactic ending. Guess what, Didi? What? Alistair Black says he's leaving the damn room, and he's heading to the ring for a fight.
3: Oh, what an icon!
2: About like, damn time he used his brain. There's a whole. Universe of people out there waiting to fight. The Singh brothers happen to be out there and they want to fight. So we get Alistair Black versus the Singhs. Alistair Black runs wild with kicks and he strikes on both of the Singh brothers. The Singhs try to fight back. He hits one with the black mask and he puts the other in the dragon sleeper. And Alistair Black is your winner. Nice. Remember, remember how cool Alistair Black used to be? Yes fucking interviews in that room made him so uncool to me god they killed him for me I see him and I'm just like Ugh, nothing is cool about you anymore Charlie interviews Braun about Tyson Fury Braun says that he was just trying to have some fun on Smackdown but if Tyson Fury wants to get serious then he can get serious he says if Fury wants an <laughs> apology he better ask nicely or he will get these hands
4: Yes, let him know.
2: We get footage of Brock in the carnage and destruction he caused last week, where he brutalized and victimized Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and Kofi Kingston. And then they show him getting attacked by Kane Velasquez. Charlie interviews Ray Mysterio, who says that Dominic is okay. Ray says he's proud of him, but for taking that beating like a man. <laughs> Uh, Sade, our guest from the DDT Divas was like, and yeah, Dominic, he's so really good. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That wasn't selling. Yeah, he got his ass <laughs> beat. That was Brock Lesnar. Ray <laughs> uh, <laughs> says that he was beaten so badly and he said that he hated he had to watch his son get beat so badly. He said he felt helpless. He felt like he let his son down. He said at the hospital, his godfather Dominic's godfather, Cain Velasquez arrived and said that he will avenge the Mysterio family. Do you like the story?
3: I like the idea. It I don't like that it kind of depends on you to know that he was in UFC and he actually did beat up Brock and that's why he would be afraid because it just looks like why he acted like on he afraid. Like what what do we not know? And they don't really explain it very well. Mm -hmm. It's like it it, would be kind of interesting to find like the one guy who can punk Brock Lesnar, but they didn't really explain it. They just kind of did it and assumed we knew
2: like it would have been cool if they could have had him for the attack. And he was the one who stopped Brock from attacking him. Like, not yeah. even touch him, but just run out there and brought, like, freeze up and leave, and everybody mm-hmm. be like, oh my god, who does that do? And then they come back this week, and then race tells that story. Then you yeah. get a little bit more of the background, right?
3: Yeah, also, he should have had a shirt on, because that <laughs> body was not impressive. So, there's that too.
2: The OC, they faced off against the Lucha House Party. Breaks down AJ Styles counter Slater Del Sol to the Pele kick. He hits a phenomenal forearm, and the OC get the win. After the match, the OC beat down a Lucha House Party, and AJ Styles hits the Super Styles Clash on Lindsay Dorado. You know what the super the Super Styles Clash is, right?
3: Mm mm From the ropes, right? Uh huh. The most dangerous part ah, of yeah, wrestling. Oh, uh, uh, interesting.
2: It's only dangerous if you look down. If you look at the turnbuckle. Oh,
3: the one where they do it wrong Mm -hmm. and then bad things happen. Ah, Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, We get some highlights of Becky Lynch retaining her Raw Women's title at Hell in a Cell. Then we get Miz TV. Becky and Charlotte are his guests. Miz praises them for their wins and hypes Becky's 2019. Charlotte's not impressed. She says that Banks took uh, t- Banks took her to her toll and uh, Becky was like, yeah, she did. She's banged up, but if Sasha was here, she'd remind Sasha that she got her ass kicked. Miz praises Charlotte's 10th title win. He brings up the draft and teases their futures. Miz then hypes their match against the Kabuki Warriors. Lynch says that she has something to prove tonight since Oscar was the last person that beat her. She and Charlotte banter about making each other famous. Then the Kabuki Warriors arrive. Asuka rants in Japanese and they laugh at Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Becky is ready to fight and they all brawl until Becky and Charlotte clear the ring. So we go to a commercial and we come back. Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Lynch has the disarmor on Kari saying, but Asuka blows the mist in her face, sort (laughs) of. Kari Sane cradles Becky Lynch and the Kabuki Warriors get the win. The Kabuki Warriors attack Becky and Charlotte after the match until Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross run down and make the save. My girl Alexa. Officially a baby ah. face. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> She's been on the on the right side of things for so long that I don't know if I can even accept her as a as a baby face this is a transition for me are you are you okay with Oscar blowing the mist
3: oh I'm very okay with it yes 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 <laughs> should, should should I not be
2: <laughs> i didn't i didn't think I didn't know if you thought it was just to playing up the stereotype.
3: Oh yeah, but I'm fine with it. Okay.
2: No, yeah, I like it. No
3: problem. I like it.
2: Anything to get them to the champions and have them actually do something positive on the wrestling program. It's a plus. They were wasting them.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Especially Oscar. This whole year they ain't done nothing with her.
3: Nothing at all. She and won-
2: she deserves. Yeah, she beat Becky at Royal Rumble and it ain't do nothing. <sighs> Apollo Cruz, he talks about the draft. And then he's going to face his best friend, Ricochet, later tonight. The Viking Raiders, they then challenge Dolph and Bobby Roode to a tag team title match next week. Then Ricochet cuts the promo on tonight's match against his friend, Apollo Cruz. They come out, they have their match. Ricochet goes up top. He rolls through on the 630. We get an insecurity by Apollo Cruz and the standing moonsault for a two count. Ricochet counters the Apollo bomb and he hits the recoil. And Ricochet gets the win. They only had like four or five minutes, but if they could have had like 10 or 12 minutes, they could have really put on the show. But it was still good for the short time it was. And then they give us a quick little recap Seth Rollins versus the Fiend from Hell in a Cell. And they conveniently, you know, leave out the parts where the fans are upset and booing and cursing and chanting the AEW. <laughs> then we have our final segment.
0: Big shout out Bakersfield! <laughs> Last week I was here minding my own business. Braun, he tried to make me look like a fool. I wound up getting chucked out. So tonight, I'm here to demand an apology. I was messing around trying to have a
1: little fun with you last Friday on SmackDown. That is until I saw the way you looked at me like you wanted a piece of this. And that's why I gave you a little present in Dolph Ziggler. And I don't know if you heard it or not, but when security was dragging your out of that building, I was saying, let him go. Because I promise you. The last thing you want is to get in my ring. You have no
0: idea what I'm capable of. I will literally eat you for lunch. Well, it's a good job that old security did jump on me and take me out. Because I'd have got in this ring and I would knock you out. That's what you're mistaken, my friend. It'd be you laying on your back, staring up at the lights, and not for some slow ten count like the last time you fought Wilder. I'm a heavyweight champion of the world. How many heavyweight titles have you won? Strowman just picked up Tyson Fury. Strowman and Fury going at it. Look at the security team trying to break these men up. They can't do it. Security quickly getting into the ring, trying to separate these two. Fury just ran through everyone. And Fury's got his hands on Strowman. Strowman trying to fight back. Look at Fury and Strowman here. But look at Strowman, he's pinned down by the rest of the security guards who can't break free. Come on, on. Oh! Rights and lefts from the Lineal Heavyweight Champion. And look at Tyson Fury, he's knocking out anything that moves. And Strowman now fighting back. Oh! oh. Hook it up again! And here comes the locker room. The WWE locker room emptying out to try to separate these two. Nick, I don't know. I don't know if I would be brave enough to get between these two men. They are dealing out insane combos. And Braun Strowman breaks free! Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury want to rip each other apart. Tyson Fury again, coming straight at the monster among men. I don't care how many people you put between them, nobody will get between. Oh, Tyson D. Fury, D. And somebody, somebody's gonna get hurt. Showing no fear in the face of Tyson Fury. Look at the size of these two behemoths. And look at Tyson Fury having to be restrained by the WWE locker room. Ron, now that you've shared the ring with Tyson Fury, how has your opinion changed of him? I tell you what, Tyson's a tough son of a but he's gonna get these damn hands forced over, done with! He said he was coming to Monday Night Raw to demand an apology from you. He didn't quite get it. Will he get one in the future? Of course
1: not, not after that. Coming into my house, disrespecting me, my business of WWE, I don't play that crap Tyson Fury.
0: Do you expect.
2: So, Friday, they're going to hold a press conference in Las Vegas to basically Mm. set this up as a match. The match between Fury and Strowman, and the match between Brock and Cain Velasquez.
3: Oh, interesting.
2: So they followed up Hell in a Cell. One of the worst pay-per-views and worst main event finishes <laughs> in the history of the WWE. Was one of the most do-nothing, lame-ass Ross in a long time. Not even this closing segment could save it. Because this damn sure wasn't no Steve Austin Mike Tyson.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it
2: actually, to me, that is when the Attitude Era started. It was the night I
3: could see that. Stone yeah. Cold
2: pushed Mike Tyson. And from then on, it was on. Because after that, it was like, man, it's like they got Mike Tyson. I got to check this out for real. But yeah, this sucked, man. God, WWE. (sighs) You had a freaking spotlight. You had SmackDown, which was a rousing success. Like almost 4 million people watched that thing. Got huge numbers. It looked great. There was some really good action on it. Becky and Sasha and um, Charlotte and Bayley, they tore it down, Opening match. Rock came out there they were on such a high and then they woke up on Saturday or Sunday and realized oh my god we only got four matches for a pay-per-view and we got another Raw to make up just couldn't just just couldn't, couldn't navigate it all it was too much so Hell in a Cell and Raw they basically sucked and suffered but now it's time to talk about something that was pretty damn good <laughs> NXT is their offering for the Wednesday Night Wars this week. They start off with Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight title. Gulak counters the center into the Gulak, but Leo counters into a crate for a 2 and he locks on the Dragon Sleeper. Gulak counters into the Argentine cutter for a two count. They work up top and Leo fights off the superplex and follows with the final hour that that stunner he does where he bounces off the bottom rope and comes back uh, they call that the come up so <laughs> the come up follows Leo goes back up top he hits the final hour again and we have a new Cruiserweight champion as Leo Rush the man of the hour is your new NXT Cruiserweight champion Good for the young lad, Leo Rush. He made a triumphant return. And uh, hopefully he's can keep himself on the right path and continue to put on some good matches. This was a lot of fun. Styles make fights. Drew Gulak wanted to hold him down. Leo Rush wanted to high fly. Uh, Drew Gulak, man, he went up top and tried to do some high flying stuff. We you know that's not him. It's no fly zone. <laughs> but didn't stay true to himself, and it cost him. So after the match, William Regal comes down. He's going to put the Cruiserweight title on Leo Rush, but Drew takes the belt from William Regal. Then he hands the belt to Leo, they shake hands. So that was a good little sportsmanship thing at the end. We get a Finn Balor video package reminding, of his, reminding us of his NXT run. Then we have Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah. Aaliyah rates Rhea Ripley's back. Ripley is pissed and kills her with a clothesline and then she puts her into this inverted cloverleaf for an inverted sharpshooter. Did you see
3: that? mm mm-hmm. I did.
2: Man, that looked like it hurt and Rhea Ripley is a freaking beast. Uh, Rhea swings Aaliyah around in this move then she slams her down and then cranks up on it and of course Aaliyah has to tap out Rhea gets on the mic and basically tells Shayna that she's coming for that ass and you know a little bit more worse than that (laughs) Jackson Riker he's taking out Everaz and the the Forgotten Sons are about to take their place in our next match Tyler Breeze and Fandango they faced off against Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. Did you see this entrance?
4: Mm-mm.
2: Oh my gosh. So it's like the lights go out. I was like Velveteen mm-hmm. like, Tree? But no. <laughs> <laughs> so you see the silhouette of these like girls and like these hard hats and it's like what the hell? Then all of a sudden you <laughs> see like all these like you know the little construction uh, little thing, little horsey things that have like lights on them like on the highway.
4: Yeah. So you know mm-hmm. that, you
2: know they're doing work. So they have like uh, these things pop up on the screen. Now all of a sudden it flashes back and then the lights pop back on and this fucking Tyler Breeze and Fandango dressed up as some damn construction workers. Like what the hell? <laughs> it's like I was just—I thought it was going to be the fashion police, but no. So they were some type of like construction workers or some shit. But anyway, that was weird. Rocker takes out Tyler Breeze. Fandango follows with the tope, and Cutler hits the suicide dot. back in. The Forgotten Sons hit the double stop inverted DDT combo, and they get the win. Keith Lee cuts an interview. He says, expect greatness from himself. He says he expects greatness from himself day in and day out. He says his win, loss record aside. He says that this is a battle of wills, a battle of wants, and a battle of hunger. This is a battle for the future. He says he is hungrier than Donovan Dijakovic, and he has more willpower than him. And when they meet next week, he will have no choice but to bask in his glory. Cameron Grimes, he faces Boa. Bell rings, double stomp, one, two, three. Cameron Grimes, he gets the win. Killian Dane then comes down. He attacks post-match. He Vader-bombs Boa, then slams him into the commentary table. Damian Priest says uh, he comes out, he cuts a promo, they had a nice little video package for this. He says that he laid out Pete Dunne. He says, Pete, you made quite the name for yourself for NXT. He says that your name to him is just the bullseye. He saw the target and he made his mark. He says he's going to live in infamy in your name, Pete's and the name. Damien Priest will live forever. Now, this is a disconnect for me. He's called the Archer of Infamy. Mm-hmm. But in his videos, he's like this playboy, like Miami, like on the fucking strip. With like you know limos and girls and strip clubs and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so his videos doesn't necessarily match his archery status, his archer status. But anyway, Roderick Strong he faced off against Isaiah Swerve Scott or Swerve Strickland, or as Miss Didi Jonet and Jay to the Max know him kill shot.
3: We like him.
2: Yes, they trade strikes. We get a super kick by Scott and a slingshot double stomp falls to the floor. Back in the ring, the undisputed era distracts Scott as Roddy hits the knee strike. He has the sit kick. He follows that up with the in the heartache. Then he puts swerve into the stronghold and Roddy gets the win. I'm going to need uh, Killshot to show up because Isaiah Scott ain't doing it for me.
3: <laughs> I mean, it is kind of a boring name.
2: <laughs> and it's not quite the same in ring either. Because, you know, Killshot was one of the standouts on Lucha Underground.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: If we could get a Prince Puma versus Killshot match on 205 Live, it would change the whole WWE up forever. Like if they let him go like a real, like if they were like, your only instructions are Lucha Underground style. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would be amazing. That would
2: be amazing. After the match, Adam Cole, baby, tells everybody to give it up for Isaiah Scott. He says, yes, Isaiah's is good, but he's not quite at the level of Roddy. That is what he loves about NXT. The best of the best come here to see if they can compare it to the Undisputed Era. He says that's why Finn Balor came back and that's why Tommaso Ciampa returned. They think that they will uncrown the Undisputed Era. That's when upon high, the Velveteen Dream arrives and says that the reality is that the Undisputed Era, some of you are great. Roderick Strong allowed a dream to show you what your reality is. And then we see a photo of Roderick Strong. Posing on the couch with his North American title, but that's it. Though he's like naked, like the um, what's that painting or that sculpture of like the David laying on the side?
3: Yeah, David. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: that's that's it. Uh, Dream says in two (laughs) weeks you will get to experience the Dream again in a North American Championship match. When the Dream strips you of the North American title, the world will see that you just don't measure up. The Dream snaps his finger and then the belt disappears and then it shows a photo of a small blurred out area where the belt used to be. So Roderick Strong is highly upset the undisputed era they're you know looking up at Velveteen Dream because he's kind of like over their shoulder up on this like I don't know what the hell it was like a perch or some shit and then that's when the music hits and Tommaso Ciampa makes his way to the stage he has a crutch with him his old cr- trusty crutch he grabs a chair when he gets in the ring the undisputed era get out of the ring he sits down in the chair he grabs the mic and he has a very simple message he says Goldie daddy's home mm. Kathy Kelly is waiting for Tommaso to come through the curtain in the back. That's when Angel Garza tries to talk to Kathy, but she ignores him. Angel is shocked that Kathy would wait for Tommaso Chompa instead of talking to him. Garza speaks in Spanish something to Chompa, and that's when Chompa just punches him, punches him and lays him out. <laughs> Kathy asks Chompa, what did Garza say to him? Chompa says he had no idea. <laughs> Did you get a chance to watch the special yet?
3: I know. No, no.
2: no. Uh, I might watch it uh, as I edit this podcast. But yes, they do um, have a Blackheart Tommaso Ciampa. I guess it's like a chronicle where they're showing uh, his recovery from his uh, neck surgery. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be damn good. And I'm pretty sure that's where that, uh, that might have been where that theme with Kevin Owens came from. Where Kevin Owens hanging out with him and at his uh and his kids at like Disneyland or wherever the hell that was. <laughs> Bianca, oh
3: yeah, yeah. Remember
2: that picture? You're like,
3: he's got the baby. He found a new best friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember.
2: Highlight matches the night for me. Bianca Belair faced off against Dakota Kai. The running shooting star pressed by Binky gets the two count. Dakota Kai counters the power bomb and she gets a cradle for her own two count. We get kicks by Dakota Kai, but Bianca counters into the KOD and Bianca gets the win. Have me nervous here for a second, man. Every time Binky would try to get something going, Dakota would shut her down. I was like, Come on, Binky. It's like use the hair whip if you got to. <laughs> Notice we haven't seen that in a long time.
3: I want her to go back
2: to
3: that <laughs> because it was funny.
2: It is funny, and it's really good when she does it to blonde-haired white girls that you know don't have as much talent as her, but get oh slightly better positions. But that's just oh Post match, Bianca Belair takes the mic and she says that she heard what Rhea Ripley had to say earlier about being the one to beat Shayna Baszler. Bianca says, girl, uh-uh. She does not care that Rhea was the first NXT UK Women's Champion because if someone wants a piece of Shayna, they're going to have to go through her first. Yep, sign me up. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm there for that. <laughs> so, Dominic Dajakovich, he has his interview time. He says, there are so many similarities between him and Keith Lee. It is like they were made to fight forever. They bring out the best in each other. He says he knows Keith's limits and he has been studying him and he knows his limits. He knows Keith's secrets and next week it is for everything and he does not expect to lose. So as you can tell, next week, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic in the rubber match of their big hoss fight series that they've been having. <clears throat> and then we get a Pete Dunn package Pete Dunn tells Priest to keep up. He says when he arrived in WWE, Triple H told him to make a name for himself and he did. He's not going to let Priest make a name for himself off the back of the Bruiserweight though. He's not done yet. He knew he would have to go through people in NXT. And how will Damien shoot arrows if his fingers are broken? Damien says he will live forever but will he survive next week? then we have our main event of the evening for NXT, Walter versus Kushida.
0: Two undefeated superstars putting it all on the line, Walter and Kushida. What an incredible match. What an incredible chop. A battle of attrition. The unforgiving ring post. Walter in trouble. Kushida doing a great job of chopping the tree down. What? Surviving the torque the leverage oh, oh did it look like oh Walter almost tapped oh, no that was close the NXT Universe yelling tap Kushida's trying to bite his fingers over the right there Walter, the ring general for a reason. Spatial awareness. But how compromised is that arm? Looking for the hoverboard lock again, this time. Walter throws him off. And Walter with the shotgun dropkick. What a moment. Surely this is it. What a, a moment. Oh, Walter well. power bomb. Good night, Kushida. Kushida just came. Oh, this match continues! Good Lord! They say it's darkest before the dawn! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! This is NXT! Joy that's it's gonna has it has to be it. Oh yes, Walter survives an epic Here struggle. Winner, the WWE United Kingdom champion, Walter. An incredible match to close out tonight's fistic festivities. Walter remains undefeated, and while Kushida may have tasted defeat for the first time on NXT TV, he indeed proved that he is also as good as it gets.
2: This was a fun match. Kushida went extra hard. I mean, he had to considering the size difference. This was fun. This was a lot, a lot of fun. Walter is really good. It's not just a big, mm. big oaf in there. He, he, he can, he can do some things. So this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed uh, this episode of NXT. Um, not better than the episode of AEW, which you can find our coverage of over on the dark match at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. We break down AEW dynamite and I talk a little bit about the NWA power show that took place on Tuesday night. So please head over to the dark match, become a patron. Uh, you can sign up for a $3 tier or a $5 tier. And you'll gain access to the dark match, or you can just sign up for our $1 tier to help support the CSPN and other podcasts here on the network. So, Miss Didi Jonet, we'll Mm -hmm. have to let the people know that we will be doing the wraparound with SmackDown so next week's show we'll start with SmackDown so whatever happens
3: as it should have <laughs> always anyway
2: so whatever happens on this week's Friday Night SmackDown next week's WrestleCast we will start with you and your correspondence on what happened um, did you get a chance to kind of see some highlights or see some YouTube clips of the first episode on Fox
3: no I've seen
2: nothing oh man so you haven't got a chance to see the new set or anything so this will be interesting to get your take
4: Mm -mm. next
2: week on the uh, this is gonna be a very interesting show on this week's Smackdown though because it's gonna be the start of the draft yeah so everything more than likely three-fourths of things are gonna be changing as far as characters and things of that sort so We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how this plays out. supposed to be more of like a sports-based situation here. Um, Can you believe it? That for the first time, at least to start out with, that this is supposed to be like a Raw and SmackDown thing ran by USA and Fox. Like, they're supposed to be the people picking it, not like authority Mm. figures, not like a general manager or... You know, Vince or Stephanie or Shane or Triple H.
3: Do you right believe now. that though?
2: To start out with, yes. Everything starts out fine. It's okay. after it's gone for a couple of weeks that they can't help but change it and interfere.
3: Ah, okay.
2: Yes, 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 yes. But apparently, the authority figures are supposed to be going away and supposed to be like executives from USA and SmackDown in control of the show
3: hmm I would like to see it
2: we will definitely see what they have to offer this Friday it was definitely a uh, very um, boss to the wall episode last week uh, with so much happening Uh, the Kofi thing was highly disrespectful Kofi lost in 9 seconds the bell rang Kofi ran towards Brock, Brock scooped him up put him in the F5 and pinned him and then that's when Kane came out uh-huh. Or else. Yeah, you can imagine the Twitter's was not very happy. It was a, uh, it was a couple of days worth of WWE had some, uh, some, some bad press going on there, based off of that. But other than that, check out the Cast of Strong Style. We have a new episode out where we're previewing the King of Pro Wrestling event that's taking place this Monday. It's going to feature Jushin Thunder Liger versus Minoru Suzuki in like a straight up grudge match. They've been building this thing for about four or five months and it's been escalating like every month. This is going to be a fucking war. Jushin Thunder Liger already said like on the last show that we reviewed before this, he's like um, he's like, hey, I'm Sorry to everybody who's going to come to the show on Monday. You're not going to see a wrestling match. You're going to actually witness a murder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Will Ospreay is going to defend the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against El Fantasmo. John Moxley, he's going to be back in New Japan as he's going to defend the United States title against Juice Robinson in a notice qualification match. Kota Ibushi is going to defend his, basically they have a version of the Money in the Bank briefcase. He won the G1, so he has the title shot, the main event shot at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's going to be on the line against Evil. And then in our main event, Okada is going to defend the heavyweight title against Sonata. So if you wake up early on Monday morning, you don't have to work, Use the hashtag strong style to share your pro wrestling commentary with color on the events from New Japan. Uh, the rest of those other matches don't really mean that much to me. That Jushin Thunder Liger Minoru Suzuki match is going to be so good. I cannot wait to watch that. It won't disappoint like The Fiend and Seth Rollins did. I guarantee you that. So, Ms. D.D. Jonay, at this time, I'll turn it over to you for your shout-outs. Thank yous and all that good stuff.
3: I mean, shout-out to me because, yeah, duh. Shout-out to Jade, Tati, uh, Angelina, Young Littlefoot, ooh, all the rest of the glow Girl. Just because I forgot you doesn't mean I don't love you. Shout-out to Sam, Greg, the baby, Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Uh, shout out to you. And that's it.
2: Well, thank you very much, Miss Didi Jone. I always thank you for returning and doing the show with yeah. me. Always so much fun. Thank you to Sam and Greg. I'm trying to get them on the show here coming up soon because we had a big anniversary show coming up, so all of us need to be here for the celebration with a little bit of the bubbly a shout out to everybody, like I said, who joined us for Hell in the Cell, live tweet, cast in the cell, for the Raw cast, for the Dynamite cast, for NXT cast, SmackDown Matters. Thank you for everybody who shares their commentary with color each and every week with us on Twitter. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you to everybody here on the CSPN, all the podcasts and the podcasters who share their time. Please check out all of our other episodes, Danty Thug, Know the Score, Cast John Strong Style, Comic Book Chronicles, Rock Solid Radio, a little bit of something for everyone there. Um, give a shout out to Miss Jade to the Max because we are at that time of the year where it's time for another Ladies Night Wrestlecast, so I am in the process of trying to book that with her as we speak. So we will try to get that out to the people next week. And uh, that's always a lot of fun. My favorite show, because I get to sit back in the booth and just laugh and let the ladies have their way and have their fun. My favorite shows that we do on the Ryselcast. So for my correspondent of SmackDown, Miss Didi Jonay, who went from Tuesday nights being taped to Friday nights on Fox and the biggest thing in the WWE Miss Didi Janet, you did it girl
4: Hey
2: <laughs> I'm your host, Don De La Rente. This has been episode 258 of the WrestleCast, please stay tuned for the parting promo
1: My name is Chris Jericho And I am a Le Champion week, the debut episode of AEW Dynamite took the world by storm. The highest, yeah, that's right, the highest rated premiere in TNT history, and it's all because of me. Shut your mouth and sit down. At the end of the episode you saw the 5 of us beating the hell out of all elite. We proved who we are. The 5 of us here, we are next. We are now. These are my confidants here, the four closest men to me that I've ever met. And people have been asking me all week, hey, Chris, we the five of you. Are you still going to be aligned? Are you going to work together more? Do you have a name? The answer is yes to all of it. And let me explain who we are and what we're about. Look at this guy right here, Sammy Guevara. Look at him. He looks like a Spanish god. Look how sexy he is. And not only is he a teenage heartthrob, he's one of the greatest performers I've seen at his age in a long time. He's athletic. He's acrobatic. He is simply amazing. And he is on my list. And look at these two psychos beside me right here, Santana and Ortiz. You might have seen them around, but I'll tell you what, they're dirtier than they've ever been. They're nastier than they've ever been. I personally recruited them to AEW, and they are ready to fight. They're angry. They're pitbulls among pit bulls They're street fighter back alley brutes, and I like it. That's why they made my list. Viva la Raza. And then this man right here, this giant behind me, you may think you know who he is, but his real name. Is Jake Hagar. And yeah, Jake Hagar, he's a former world champion, but more importantly, right here, right now, he is the toughest, most terrified, most crazy MMA fighter in the world today. Okay, hold on. Hey, hey, calm down for one second. Come down for one second. We the People sucks and it's dead and buried. Stupid idea from bad creative, and all that's gone. Jim Hagar is the most feared. made fighter on the planet today and guess what he's undefeated and that's a shoot that makes him the toughest man in AEW that makes him the toughest man in the entire professional wrestling business baby So he's not afraid to challenge any fighter, wrestler, boxer, MMA guy, former MMA guy, freak bum, bare knuckle fighter, you name it. Edgar's ready. Look out if he's a giant. These are my closest confidence. These are my friends. This is my inner circle. We are the inner family. Full gear when you challenge Le Champion for the AEW Championship. You know what's gonna happen to you? I'm gonna beat the ever living shit out of you.